Welcome to the Retirement Made Easy podcast, a show created to be your go-to source for straightforward retirement advice. Best of all, it is presented in a language that you can understand. Are you ready for some straight talk on retirement planning without all the fluff? Well, you found the right podcast. Here's your host, certified financial planner, Greg Gonzalez. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Retirement Made Easy podcast. I'm Greg Gonzalez. Hope everybody's doing well. Thanks for joining me again today. On today's episode, I wanted to kind of discuss or get you thinking about why the planning and the decisions that we make as far as retirement are so, so critical to get right. And the lifelong, literally lifelong and generational impact that these decisions can have. And I think the inspiration behind this topic came from the past two weeks. I've just had some interesting conversations with people. And it's not only listeners of this podcast that are reaching out to me and looking for help with retirement planning, but also we have Retirement Made Easy TV show and then just client conversations. We work with about 120 families in 20 states, the majority of which are in Illinois and Missouri, just because we're based out of St. Louis. But these conversations have really, really gotten me thinking more. And on today's episode, I just wanted to kind of discuss what a positive outcome should be. And isn't that everything that we're planning for and everything we do and the decisions we make are all because we want a positive outcome and we have to take retirement planning seriously. Like I said, it does have lifelong and even generational implications. And of course, these need to be taken seriously. And with a lot of people, I see that people, they don't plan on failing. They don't plan on having a unsuccessful retirement, but they fail to plan ahead of time. I think that's a crucial difference. And there are other people that say, no, this is something that is kind of a turning point, a transition. One of the biggest decisions we'll make is that transition into retirement. It's the biggest change. It's a new season of your life. And so many people that I run into, they want to plan in place a game plan. They want to be prepared. They want to make sure they're taking all the necessary steps. And then there's other people that are kind of more, I guess, free-spirited, and they'll kind of just retire. They'll just one day decide to retire and they will say, oh, gosh, I'm sick of it, whatever they do for a living. And they say, I'm just going to hang it up and start living the good life and we'll kind of see how it goes. And they'll actually retire without any formalized plan in place. They might kind of say, OK, this is what I live on every month. My Social Security will make up a bunch of that. And then the rest I'll just start taking out of my 401k or nest egg and we'll call it a day. That's all the planning that they do. And just me and everybody's personality is different. Like, for example, when a car purchase, when I'm going to purchase a new vehicle and I always buy used vehicles and it's a vehicle that is recommended by my mechanic, who's actually, I would call him a friend. I trust the guy. I like the guy. He does good work. And whenever I need a new vehicle, I ask him, hey, if you were in my situation, we're looking for a vehicle three to five years old, what would you buy? What model, what make? And this is what I'm looking for. And then I just go find whatever he recommends. But I ask for professional advice and I kind of do my research. I don't just buy the first one I find. And I definitely put some time into it because that's, for me, a vehicle purchase is a bigger decision. However, there's other people that their car may have some problems and they just decide, okay, I want a brand new one. I'm just going to go to the dealership the next day and buy a brand new one, get a loan for it and call it a day. And now I'm driving this new vehicle and 
it's not a big decision. They just kind of say, okay, literally they're in one car one day and a new car the next day. They didn't do a whole lot of research. They just kind of said, hey, I like the looks of that one. Seems to have pretty good reviews. Let's go for it. And everybody is different. We all come from different backgrounds. Some of us have saved more for retirement than others. Many clients tell me that they come from households and families where you didn't talk about money. That was just one of those things you didn't bring up, you didn't discuss. But getting back to these decisions that we make and how critical they are, I just cannot emphasize enough how the long-lasting implications of some of these decisions that we make, be it when we claim our Social Security, which in most instances can be a permanent election, how you claim your pension. Some people want to take a lump sum option. Other people will say, no, send me a check or have a monthly annuity option with the pension for the rest of their lives. And really the list goes on of all these different choices, all these decisions that we have to make. And my biggest recommendation is if you're working with a financial planner in those five years leading up to retirement, you want to have an annual, if not semi-annual, review meeting, kind of update session to update your retirement plan, make sure everything's on track. What are the decisions we need to make this year? What has changed since last time we talked? And make that a habit every six months or 12 months, having a strategy session is what we call it, because there are so many different things that need to be addressed prior to retiring. And it takes time. It takes planning. In my experience, the people that just try to wing retirement at the end and say, okay, I'm going to retire now by the end of the year, typically there's going to be some problem areas or some pitfalls, some gaps in their plan. And the more time you give yourself to make those corrections, the better off you're going to be. And so I'll share one story. For example, I spoke with someone two weeks ago and they had decided kind of out of the blue, they're going to retire at the end of the year. First time I'd ever talked to this person and I was asking him questions. Okay, what are your monthly expenses? How are you going to pay for health insurance in retirement? Their answer to everything was, well, we'll figure it out. And they kind of had a nonchalant attitude. Like, hey, it'll all work itself out. Our social security is what it is. Whenever we retire, we're just going to go ahead and start it immediately. Our investments, well, they're going to do what they're going to do. The last 30 years, they've done 10%. So the next 30 years, they'll do 10%. We're just not going to worry about it. That's out of our hands. And then as far as taxes and planning for taxes, I asked about that and they said, well, everybody's got to pay their taxes. Everybody's got to pay their fair share. Nothing really we can do for that. They're going to take what they're going to take. And I was sort of blown away by this conversation. And I had multiple conversations with people that are more, like I said, just free spirited. They're not really concerned about retirement and how things are going to end up 30 years from now and what the overall outcome of retirement's going to be. And to be honest, as I think about their situation and the possibilities of things that could go wrong, it gives me anxiety because they're unwilling to plan ahead and have a game plan in case things don't go exactly as they should. I tell people all the time, and we're proud of this, and this is the way it's going to be. If we do our jobs right, none of our retired clients have ever needed to go back to work for the income. Some of them have returned to work to work part-time because they wanted to stay busy and find purpose and extra income doesn't hurt and they like doing the part-time work. None of our clients has ever had to go back to work because their retirement game plan didn't work out. 
And believe me, we work, especially in this economy and this market, to make sure that is always the case. There's no guarantee, of course, but we try our darndest to make sure that never happens. We don't want people when they're 82 years old to figure out that they have spent through their retirement nest egg, and now they got to go find part-time work to supplement their social security income. That is a negative outcome. And I have talked to one of the big risks out there that I kind of see more and more as the years go on is for those people that have big, high concentrations in a single stock. And it may be a company that they work for. It may be a company that they're passionate about. Like I have met people that will own 90% of their investments will be in one stock like Tesla or Amazon or something like that. That's just one thing that can go wrong. And all it would take is you have all your eggs or 90% of your eggs in one basket. And if something happens to that company and they go belly up, and you lose 90% of your retirement savings, I mean, it's kind of game over. And the way I look at that is, okay, we are betting the farm. Your entire retirement success is based on how well this one stock does. And there's a chance that it goes to zero, and there's a chance that it does very, very well. But why would we just bet everything on this one company? It just is, in my opinion, taking way, way too much risk. And I just see this over and over and over again. So in that scenario, what could you do? Well, you could sell out of that stock. And of course, it might be over time. This isn't a recommendation for everybody, but you might gradually get out of that position. And there might be capital gains, taxes, and all that stuff. You'll have to ask your planner. But at least you're reducing the risk that if something happened to that company and the stock went to zero or went way, way down and your investments plummeted, well, at least maybe you would be able to have a successful retirement with the rest of your portfolio that was diversified. So that is, again, that concentration, heavy concentration in one stock. A lot of times these people, maybe they had a bunch of stock options or restricted stock units through their employer if it was a publicly traded company. And if our goal is a positive outcome in retirement, right, we want our retirement vision to be true. We want to maintain our lifestyle in retirement. We want to be able to travel, go visit kids and grandkids if they're out of the local area. Maybe you have hobbies or passions that are very important to you and you want to continue to enjoy those throughout your retirement. So when we talk about that retirement vision that is your ideal life in retirement, that's what we're trying to plan for. And other people, maybe they live a modest lifestyle and that's great. They just want to be able to maintain that same lifestyle that they've grown accustomed to and they want to maintain their independence and dignity in retirement. So getting back to these decisions, um, that the decisions we make dictate the life that we live and what our future is going to look like. So plain and simple. If let's say you have a retirement nest egg, your 401k, different retirement accounts, and that with your pension and social security income, that is going to fund your retirement. So social security, well, that's kind of out of our hands. The only choices that we can kind of make is when and how we claim our benefits. And so many people say, well, as soon as I retire, flip the switch, turn on that social security and never have to worry about it again. I will tell you, if that's the way you want to do it, that is totally fine. I have done enough of these retirement plans for people. I mean, probably dozens and dozens and dozens. And I can tell you that the difference in the lifetime income 
I mean, can be hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then you might be thinking, oh, Greg, it's not that much. Believe me, I could show you with proof I have the software. And one other thing which we haven't talked about is once you're in retirement, being able to control your spending. And I know this sounds maybe an elementary subject, but there are so many people that will retire. They have a retirement nest egg. Let's say it's a 401k, Roth IRAs, that kind of thing. And they start spending. They start taking withdrawals out of those retirement accounts. And they think, well, it's going to do 10% a year or whatever they are expecting it to do, right, as far as growth. And then we get into a down market and then they buy a car kind of unexpectedly. And then they say, okay, let's go on some trips. And there's no planning as far as their spending. And the risk there, let's just think about the risk. We're selling while the market is down. And let's say our portfolio is down 30%. Well, now we have to sell shares of mutual funds or whatever investments they are. And because they're down in value, they're down 30%, we have to sell 30% more shares to get the same amount of money as we did last year. And that pot of money just shrank. That retirement nest egg is what I mean by pot of money. Again, this nest egg has to last you the next 30 years. So what happens if it doesn't? What if we can't control our spending in retirement and we're buying new cars, we're going on trips, and we're just kind of spending haphazardly in retirement? And believe me, a lot of people do this. It stresses me out. <laughs> Not our clients. Our clients are nice people <laughs> and they stick to the plan. But I'm saying there are a lot of people that just can't control their spending and can't stick to a budget in retirement. And the implications of this is they're going to spend through their retirement nest egg. And at some point, it's going to go down and down and down, and, and then it's depleted. And then they have to try to maintain their lifestyle on fixed income sources like Social Security and pensions because those are lifetime income. And then maybe they have to go back to work because they need part-time income. The income that they were getting from their 401k and their retirement nest egg, they're not able to get anymore because there's a zero balance in their 401k IRAs, Roth IRAs, right? There's no more money left. So they can do one of two things. They can go and get part-time job for part-time income, and then that kind of helps fill the gap, the void, or they can just fill up their credit cards. They can increase debt, right? They can pay and try to get by filling up credit cards or going into debt, like taking home equity loans and that kind of thing. And that right there is a recipe for disaster, absolute disaster. So overall, from this conversation today, I just wanted to stress there is a lot at stake here when it comes to retirement planning. And again, with my conversations with people, sometimes I am just blown away. Uh, some people just don't see the magnitude of importance. And it's almost like I care more about their success than they do because I see kind of the writing on the wall that, oh, there's going to be some problems areas that they're not even thinking about. And if they don't do something about this, there's going to be some severe consequences. And again, those consequences could be, hey, having to go back to work when you're in your 70s, 80s, or 90s because you need the income or going into debt to try to pay for your lifestyle. And the one thing that I've learned over the years is that people learn from stories and experiences of others. And there's an old Native American proverb that says, tell me the facts and I'll learn. Tell me the truth and I'll believe. But tell me a story and it will live in my heart forever. So stories are incredibly powerful, and they're one of the greatest learning tools available. 
So one example, let me just share this because this was years and years ago. I was talking to somebody and this is what they had done. So they were a year away from retirement and they said, you know, I'd like to give myself an early retirement gift and I'm going to buy myself a luxury vehicle for $100,000. And this individual didn't have the money on hand, the cash on hand. So they cashed out $130,000 of their IRA. $30,000 went to federal and state taxes, and they had their $100,000 left to buy this new vehicle. So let's think about that just like holistically here. So that $130,000 that we took out of our IRA, not only is it not growing anymore because it's not in our IRA, it's not invested, it is now, it has purchased a depreciating asset. Because the more you drive that luxury vehicle, the more it goes down and down and down in value. And the other mistake that we made was, well, we could have done the same thing, but waited until we were retired the next year and we were in a lower tax environment and lower tax rates and we could have saved ourselves, let's just say half of our tax bill, we could have gone from $30,000 of taxes down to $15,000 of taxes if we would have been patient and waited until taking that withdrawal until after we retired. So this purchase actually cost us not only $15,000 of extra taxes because we needed to have the vehicle before we retired, but also all of the growth over the next 30 years by not purchasing that vehicle, think of what that $130,000 could have turned into with growth over the years. And as a bigger picture, we have $130,000 less in our retirement nest egg because we withdrew that from our IRA. And therefore, the income that that nest egg will produce In retirement, let's just say you were spending your dividends and that was 4%. Let's just say, again, this is hypothetical here, that's $433 a month that you won't get in retirement now or $5,200 a year gross income that you won't have now in retirement for the next 30 years. So it's decisions like this that can have monumental implications for the rest of your life. Here's another example. Here in St. Louis, there are a couple of universities that a lot of people know, St. Louis University and Washington University. And being here in St. Louis, my company's called St. Louis Retirement Advisors. A lot of people are referred to us or find us that want help with retirement planning. So a lot of these people, they contribute to their 403B, which is like a 401k for nonprofits hospitals, schools, that kind of thing, right? And one of the custodians, which just happens to be called a company named TIAA Cref, they have an investment option within the 403B. And a lot of people will unknowingly select this investment option where it locks your money up for nine years. And I actually had an instance where somebody came to me and they said, my money's invested conservatively in my 403B. And I looked at the statement, I looked at them, and I said, oh no, you realize what you did here, right? And they said, no, I don't know what you're talking about. So the way that works is their money was trapped inside of this 403B, which was an annuity contract, and they can take 10 payments out over nine years. 
And once you start taking income and distributions out, they start paying you a lower interest rate than you had been earning. Because now you're trying to take your money away from this company and they're not happy. And there's no getting out of this specific contract. It's 10 payments over nine years. So something like this, making this decision with your 403B, again, like we're talking, can affect your retirement for the next nine years. And it's a mistake that a lot of people make and they have no idea they're making it. And so this was one very specific example, but I could share story after story after story of people putting part of their retirement nest egg or all of it. I have seen people do all of it and it's, believe me, those are nightmares. So when you give up control of how your retirement nest egg is invested or can be invested or can be withdrawn, this is a huge, huge risk. And I would even say when you give gifts or loans to family members or friends to start a business or do this or that. Again, when we're talking pitfalls of retirement, I have witnessed people that loan people money and they're planning on receiving interest and the interest they're going to be able to live on in retirement for these personal loans and they never get paid back by that friend or family member. It's a bad idea. Believe me, if you give a loan, a personal loan to somebody, in my experience, just treat it like you're never going to see that money ever again. And loan up to an amount that if you have to loan out money to somebody, loan out an amount that if you never saw a penny back, it would not derail your retirement. So when your son-in-law comes to you one day and says, hey, I need money, I need a loan, this is going to be your best investment ever to start a business, you're investing in me and this new venture, I need $100,000. Tell your son-in-law that you need to do a conference call with your financial planner. And if you don't have one, you can hire our team at St. Louis Retirement Advisors and we will be the bad guy, so to speak. And so that's my last thought of this whole conversation today is the what ifs. I've had people say, well, we're investing in the son-in-law's business, $200,000. And when we get that money back with interest, we're going to be able to do X, Y, and Z. We're going to pay off the house. We're going to do this and travel. And it's going to pay back all the money that we have depleted from our IRA. And my question then is, well, what if you don't see that money back? So as you're thinking about your retirement plan, I'm always, and again, I'm not trying to be the pessimist here. I'm trying to identify pitfalls, the what ifs. Okay, what if you don't get that money back from the son-in-law? What if something happens to your pension? What if it goes belly up? What if your pension's not managed properly and it runs into trouble? What's that going to do to your retirement lifestyle? What if we run into three years where the stock market and your investments are down three consecutive years, like boom, 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 2000, 2001, 2002. That was the tech crash, the tech bubble. And I know that was 20 years ago, but people have already forgotten. What if inflation doesn't go down and our costs keep going up and up and up? Insurance goes up, our grocery bill goes up, the cost of traveling, our flights, staying at a hotel, eating out. What if it goes up 5% and we were thinking, oh, it was going to be 0 to 2% average? What if our company stock, which we had so much faith in, it starts to go south? and the stock price goes down and down and down and down, then what do we do? 
I've had other people say to me, well, build my retirement plan with the expectation that I get a half a million dollar inheritance in 10 years. And I won't do it. I won't do it because what if that inheritance isn't there? What if mom or dad changes their estate plans? Or what if that money gets spent paying for mom and dad's long-term care and it's gone? There is no inheritance. So hopefully this episode has gotten you thinking of the things that could potentially go wrong and then kind of fast forwarding and saying, okay, if those fell apart, if those different things that we were planning on to be successful fell apart and slipped through our fingertips, what is the overall implication and how's that going to impact our retirement for the next 30 years? Because things don't always go as planned. Even us as planners, we like to plan ahead, but we don't know what the tax rates are going to be in the future. We don't know what our investment portfolio is going to be worth. Heck, a lot of our clients, they don't know whether they're going to be living in their current house for the next 30 years or if they're going to want to downsize at some point or move closer to family. But what we can do is look at all of the unknowns, all the unknown factors, and try to reduce the risk by all means necessary. So I hope this episode has been helpful. If you have questions or want to check out more resources, visit my website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. You can send me a question. You can sign up for a retirement coaching session, and you can download our free resources there on the website. I'll see everybody next time. And remember, always dream big. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, please consult your attorney, tax advisor, or financial advisor prior to investing. This is a hypothetical example and is not representative of any specific investment. Your results may vary. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices mentioned are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. The SmartVestor program is a directory of investment professionals. Neither Dave Ramsey nor SmartVestor are affiliates of St. Louis Retirement Advisors or LPL Financial. There is no guarantee that a diversified portfolio will enhance overall returns or outperform a non-diversified portfolio. Diversification does not protect against market risk. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, Memra FINRA, SIPC. Thank you for listening to the show today. Check us out at our website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. And if you want some help from Greg, submit your questions at the bottom of the page or sign up for a 30-minute retirement coaching session with Greg. We'll see you next week.